This week's podcast brought to you by Bottomless Mimosas. So you have three different voices. What does that mean? You have your ESPN broadcaster voice. You have your cold open ball and chain voice. And then you have your just rest of the podcast voice. It's very interesting. Well, how many voices would you say I have? Well, in addition to the ones that are constantly in my head, uh, being scolded for this or that, you definitely have what I call your high grand voice when you would talk to your grandma and say, hi, grand. And then you have your similar voice that you use for this podcast is brought to you by I think Mimosas. The, I think the rest of the time I just have my boss voice. <laughs> Saying says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. So, Steve, you've talked in the past about a very special episode of our podcast last week we were on vacation we were across state lines there's one that we did it was a late night or after dark podcast but this truly is a special podcast because denny with one n is in basement welcome denny hey how's it going (laughs) this is not the first time that denny with one n has been in basement but the previous one is the previous time he was here was a lost episode of ball and chain that's the reason we had to do it after dark because denny had come up from new york city we had taped a, an episode in the basement, which included Denny, but the audio was messed up. And so we had to tape a new episode that evening. So no one has ever heard the, that. That'll be one of our ones. Next time we're on vacation, it'll be the lost episode of <laughs> Denny with one N. But that kind of puts me in a tough position when I'm writing the description for this episode because I can't put a special episode because I'm on it. That's kind of narcissistic a little bit. But, but you could if we told you you had to. <laughs> and true. until now, people didn't know you were writing the description. So you, you, you could have written something very flattering about yourself. But I, I just like the fact that that one time Denny was on, the show was completely unairable. Right. <laughs> Having so, nothing to do with him, I'm sure. We'll see what happens. But the best part is because of the way our microphones are set up, I'm sitting across from Steve and right next to Denny. It's like when the kids are out on our swing set. And um, when we were kids and in two swings next to each other would be going in unison, you'd say you were double dating. And, and kids now say you're in the bathtub. No, our kids still say double dating. But they'll also say, look, we're in the bathtub. And and I don't know. So anyway, Denny, you and I are sitting right next to each other. So either we're double dating or we're in the bathtub. Either way. <laughs> if, if you're double dating and in the bathtub, it's one hell of a double date. <laughs> Denny, with for, Steve watching on. For all we know, Denny was doing that this weekend. He was at his brother's wedding in D.C. I assume he has a crippling hangover in basement this morning. Uh, still, still, yeah. The 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 bottomless mimosa just kind of kicked out, so I think I'm good to go. My favorite part was Denny comes into our kitchen, and he said that he was at a wedding this weekend. And I said, did you have a plus one? And he said, no. And I said, well, by the end of the weekend, did you have a plus one? And he pivoted beautifully and started talking about passing out in the lobby of the hotel. I mean, my mom's going to listen to this. I didn't quite quite, but, quite. Co- Completely <laughs> ignoring my question of the plus one, which I applauded him for. I said, you, you brilliantly evaded my question. So can we talk about... Um, the, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about 
exactly how you ended up asleep in the uh, in the lobby well, of the hotel. I, I, if I may first, <laughs> I, I love the fact that he's rolled up his sleeves, this hard boiled New York, New Jersey guy <laughs> drinking bottomless mimosas. <laughs> With a J. Crew, uh, <laughs> right? What do you? Oh man, a lobster bib. Yeah. So. so it was the bottomless mimosas that got you. Was this a morning wedding, no, or do you drink mimosas this was at a, night? This was an all-day thing. I don't think by six o'clock it mattered what time or what the beverage was, but yeah, it was a it was a fun time. And 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 before we get a lot of viewer mail about how much how I'm an irresponsible producer, just want to say. Three straight weeks of working, I kind of deserve this. And, That's and, my justification. Well, irresponsible producer, I'm hoping at least at some point in the near future you will edit our podcast after having a bunch of bottomless mimosas and just see how much more entertaining we if, can if be. The show <laughs> Who's to say I haven't done that already? <laughs> if the show description, Denny, if the show description is not bottomless mimosas in topless bars, <laughs> you're doing this wrong. I got to say, that is the one thing every week that gives me anxiety is writing these descriptions because I don't know if you guys read them, or but I know that my grammar has to be perfect, so I use like three different grammar you characters. Know what? Th- that's our fault because I do read them. It's the first thing I see when, our, when, the, when the podcast pops up Wednesday morning. I always like them. I need to be better about giving you that feedback and say okay. another great um, description. Okay. This, this is what I would consider to be the highest compliment is I bet most people think they're so well done. I bet most people think Steve does them. I'm saying that as a compliment. Yeah, thank you. So, well, so you know who well does them? You. Marquette does them. Denny's a fellow Marquette alumnus. There we go. And we got that, that uh, grammatical grounding along with our body. Based out of mimosas. fear of being uh, beaten over the head by a ruler. Yeah. It all, there you go. all works out. All right. So back to the sleeping in the lobby. Yeah. Tell me about I wasn't that. sleeping tell, in the lobby. Tell me, tell me about sleeping in the lobby, Denny. Oh, well, I mean, after the party, there's the hotel lobby, and then for me, it never progressed from there. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just a... You uh, sat down. You came into your lobby. Of what Of what I've been told. I sat down, and then it was over. It. I just kind of... It was about 3 in the morning, and, you know, I just kind of sat down and... Very comfortable couch, a uh, top 10 couch, a lot better than Amtrak, but that was a story from the bachelor party, so. Well, I'll just say you d- you need to find better wingmen or a better <laughs> wingman because a good friend would not have allowed you to fall asleep I think for they just... three hours in the, in the, in the lobby. They yes. would have found, made sure you found your way I would agree with that statement. So it's all their fault. Yeah, because okay. I think they just put me in the Uber and then see ya. And sent you home? Yeah. So you have no no Uber confession for today, apparently, because you have no memory of that. Um, <laughs> Rebecca, I know this was a, a a busy week for you. You you've been working March Madness and then the WNBA draft last week in New York, and I know now that you've truly the season basketball season is well and truly over for a while because I looked at the your to do list for today Tuesday as we record this, and there was only two words on your to do list, and that was get flan. <laughs> <laughs> That was our daughter put that on the to-do list because she has a big Spanish presentation due tomorrow, Wednesday. And part of her presentation is that somehow her mother has to get flan to bring in, the the Cuban dessert flan. So she expected me to drive into Hartford to go to a restaurant to pick up flan. And um, I told her this morning, I will not do that, but we will buy the ingredients and we'll make it together. So that's my list. But this is my absolute favorite time of the year work-wise because it's the only time that I completely um, can relax and have nothing on my plate. The the day... Other than flan. Other than flan, <laughs> yes. When the WNBA... Because as soon as Final Four is over, I've got 10 days until the WNBA draft. And, and so it's an intense time to prepare, you know, 
making sure you're acquainted with all of the players, even some of them that you don't watch on a regular basis, talking to every single one of the coaches or GMs for the teams to, to figure out where their heads are and, and their team needs and that sort of thing. So when the WMA draft is over, it's my first time and I don't know how many months where I have nothing in terms of basketball and ESPN on my plate. WNBA teams aren't in training camp. So there's even if I wanted to be preparing ahead of time, there's nothing for me to be doing. And it is an absolutely glorious feeling. I'm assuming it's what you feel when you sent in your manuscript for, for a book that you've had on your plate for six months or if you don't have any deadlines for uh, Sports Illustrated. But it is just a it's a lovely feeling. For me, it's just a feeling of, of relief and then and then regret of, of what I could have done better or what I could have done well in the first place. But, that's that's a lovely way to live. That's also part of, I'm sure, the Jesuit Marquette upbringing. But I, I'm just keeping a running tally in my head of show rundown uh, buzzwords. And so far we have bottomless mimosas and flan. And I, I think we're off to a good start. <laughs> get flan. It's like get shorty. That was a <laughs> or, movie, or right? Or got milk, yes. <laughs> right. Got flan. I think, I think we're going to start a trend of people uh, taking pictures with a flan mustache. I don't think that you can have a flan mustache, but okay. So in the episode, the long lost Denny episode um, that never aired, we had talked about this was months ago and yeah. we had talked about your gift for your brother for oh, the right. wedding. <laughs> and you wanted you we had talked about the my thoughts of purchasing a gift that's not on the registry. And I told you absolutely don't do it. Don't go off registry. There's a reason that people register for things. They don't want other stuff. So did you stay on registry or Absolutely did you go not, off no. registry? Okay. That, that, he, he said this six months ago on the last episode of Ball and Chain. So he had plenty of time to reconsider. I'm a man of my word, though. <laughs> he had plenty of time to, to, to find the error of his ways. So you went off register. And you, not only did you go off register, but you went big. And yeah. can you describe what it is that you got for your brother? It is a three-barrel margarita maker essentially <laughs> with a robotic arm they're engineers i figured they'd like it um but when i left it was still sitting under the piano in their foyer so i don't really know if i succeeded i thought it was cool and who doesn't like margaritas well gosh i'm really giving off a bad first impression <laughs> to your listeners of uh passing I, out in hotel lobbies and margaritas. well first I, of all i think it's an accurate impression <laughs> how old are you you're I'm 24 24 yeah. so you're giving off the impression that you're a 24 year old young man who lives in in the new york area well i saw a picture of this which i will post on our our instagram which is ball and chain pod um i will take a screenshot that you showed me and post this oh, yeah. because it's not just a margarita maker it is a a monstrosity cool. <laughs> if i can say so like there's absolutely nowhere you could store this thing and you even even if you have large cabinets there's nowhere to put this and this is the problem with it denny i think it's a great gift if they have parties it's going to be right. awesome to to serve these margaritas but for the other say 300 plus days of the year it's going to have to be stored somewhere. I'm giving them motivation because they have a rather unfinished basement that has a bar in it, but that bar is untenable because of all of the stuff. So it's 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 so really they, just me doing them a favor twice. So you're encouraging them to finish the basement yes. with a giant cupboard that they can put but, the three-barreled <laughs> the three-barreled margarita maker. Well, I mean, in. any slob could have gotten a two-barreled margarita. Maker. <laughs> but it takes real love to get the third. Yeah. The uh, this raises though the 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 marital issue, or really any issue when you're giving gifts like this, is um, 
now those people are obliged, your brother and sister-in-law are obliged the next time you come over to make you margaritas and to have the margarita maker out and on display. We recently gave some friends of ours a bar mirror. It's a little bar mirror with their, with their, that their name happened to be on as a brand name of a, of some kind of a whiskey or something. And when I gave it to them, I said, you are now obliged to display this in the most prominent place in your house. So that the next time I come over, I see it. And while I was obviously joking, you do feel that sense of obligation when somebody gives you something to have it out, not only to keep it, but to have it out when they come over. Well, I think we've talked about this before, but maybe we haven't. That's why giving somebody a book is not necessarily a good gift because if it's not something that they've asked for, then they feel like not only do they have to read it, but the next time they see you, they have to be able to talk about the book that you gave them. So a book can be a great gift, but it can also come with expectations that other gifts don't necessarily come with. It's not a good gift. I mean, there's a million books out there and read what you want to read. I mean, life's too short to be obliged to read something that somebody's given you. Unless it's my book, in which case, read it, damn it. <laughs> Buy it, give it to somebody, and make them read it. Absolutely. Actually, that makes me think we got a, a shipment of books the other day. Elena Deladon, the great basketball player for the Washington Mystics, had sent me a direct message on Twitter saying, um, I would love to send your daughters some books. They seem like they're going to be tall girls. And... Uh, and so she did. She has a, a biography, autobiography out now, but also has um, a book. It's not a children's book, and it's not a young adult book. What would it? What what category would it be in? It's kind of for all those ages. Our seven-year-old, our eleven-year-old, and our thirteen-year-old daughters are all reading it, and they were thrilled. So she sent us the, the book. It's about a, a young girl who is in middle school playing basketball, and our oldest daughter just in the first page, got so excited. She said, Mom, the, the book is called L of the Ball. Mom, L, uh, she's six feet tall in seventh grade, just like me. She was all excited about it. But um, but anyway, that was a great gift to get as a book. All of our kids are reading it. Yesterday, I went online and um, purchased six copies so that I could give them to other people because I figure if somebody's going to send me books for free, this is something I never would have done, by the way before I met you. If, if somebody had sent me a gift, or sent me a book, I would just said thank you. But now I understand sort of in the book world, if somebody is asking for books, the nice thing you could do is to then purchase their book. That it's taken that person other, a year or years of their lives to, to write that. And right. the least you're gonna do is make a token, hollow, insincere acknowledgement that you received it. Right, no, no, to then purchase oh, right. copies. Like yes, if somebody sends you their book for free, to then one of the things that you should do is then purchase copies, whether you give them to somebody else or whatever. So anyway, we talked the, about the books key. not being a great gift. Those books that Elena sent our daughters, those were great gifts. You're on solid ground as long as you don't ask the author for a free book. Oh, you have a book. I, you know, can I can I get a copy? Sure. It's available at all major retailers <laughs> at Amazon.com. Perhaps you've heard of it. Um, but well, just to like, swing by my house and, and have me give you a copy you know, in the same way that you don't ask the plumber to, to fix the sink for free. Well, I think it's people just assume that you get boxes and boxes full of free books when you've actually written the book. But how many, like with your last book, what did you get? 20 copies. 20 copies. No, 10 copies. 10 copies. Three copies. No copies. (laughs) But we have multiple times gone on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or whatever and replenished our supply and purchased your book at full price just so we have it here in, in, for instances of, you know, if somebody comes by looking for one. Which is why Amazon tells me, 
occasionally that I might like a book that I wrote. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I can just picture Steve loading up the family station wagon with a box full of books, going from Connecticut flea market to Connecticut flea market, just trying to get the book out there. I think that's a good idea. We should we should get our 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 local YMCA has a farmers market. (laughs) We should go and writers market right next to the people who sell the jelly and the um you know bring their locally grown corn. Desk to table <laughs> literature. I think that's our that, that should be some uh, some summertime fun for you. One of the things that I like about our kids and in particular our in particular our son is that he doesn't get embarrassed by a lot. And uh, he had a soccer game, his first spring soccer game this past weekend, and the other team had a corner kick, and our son was playing defense, and he was standing in front of his goal, and the on the corner kick the ball came rocketing across and it hit our son's thigh and went in his own goal it's called so an own goal it was an own goal and so later in the game he actually scored a goal it's the first time he scored a goal for this particular team and after the game we said to him are you excited about scoring your the goal and his answer was which one he uh, he wasn't upset or you know I'm he, sure he, he was at the thrilled. time, but no, he wasn't thrilled. But even right after the game, he had a sense of humor about scoring the goal for the other team. And I like that about him. I think I think he gets that from you in that. Um, Denny, let me ask you, when is you don't have to tell me what it was, but when's the last time you were embarrassed about something? I mean, outside of waking up in a hotel lobby. <laughs> yeah, outside of that. Has um, it been within the last week? Has something happened I mean, that geez, you were embarrassed um, about? Has it been in the last five minutes, Denny? <laughs> associated with this podcast. I mean, yes. Probably, yeah. right? Like, I don't, I can't think of the last time I've seen Steve embarrassed. I don't know if there's ever been a moment since I've known you that you have been embarrassed about anything. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's definitely an admirable thing. But I mean, even little things like that anybody else might be embarrassed about calling somebody by the wrong name or um, just little things that happen socially that you'd get embarrassed about. I don't think I've ever once seen my husband embarrassed about anything even bigger things that sh- you should be horrified by it is he's unfazed and he'll and, and, and if and if they make a good story mm-hmm. he'll then re- repeat them to other people even if he is the, the butt of the joke and it's something actually that i i think is an admirable quality and i think our son gets that from you i think that's why he wasn't embarrassed about the own goal it's hard to lose your last scrap of dignity when you don't have a scrap of dignity left <laughs> my dignity storehouses were depleted long ago he still has plenty of dignity Yes, he does. But um, he's losing it with each mention of I mean, his I, podcast. I but. can I can think of a million examples in my brain, but I don't know which ones you would be okay with me sharing. So, can you think of any examples of things that have happened to you or that you've done that other people would be probably I, horrified and embarrassed by, and that you're kind of like, eh? No, it's gonna but, at some point make a funny story, and I, that's that's I, all that matters. I can think of them, but we're not going to share those with listeners okay. because it might horrify and embarrass them just to hear them. <laughs> it probably would. Yes. You mentioned that I was at the WNBA draft, and uh, after the WNBA draft, I spoke to Michelle Vopel, who's one of our great writers at ESPN.com, who writes about women's basketball. She's there covering the draft. But after the draft was over, she did. it wasn't the draft that she wanted to talk to me about. She said, oh, I can't, couldn't wait to tell you this story. And this happened to her friend. She said her friend at 7 a.m., there was a knock on her door. And she went down and answered the door, and there was a man standing on her front steps, and he was holding his infant. And he just looked at her and he said, you aren't the babysitter. And, uh, and, and she said, 
no, I'm, I'm not the babysitter. And, and he said, well, the babysitter lives in this neighborhood. I think she must live one door over. So it was obviously normally the wife who would bring the infant to the babysitter. She tasked her husband with that. And he shows up at the wrong door at 7 a.m. and then says, oh, I- I'm sure it must be the one next door. Did he say, and, would you mind being the babysitter? Right? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't. What are you and doing so, today? And so at, at this point, the uh, Michelle's friend said, would you like me to call next door and find out? And he said, no, 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 that's fine. I'm just going to you know, go over. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that that's the babysitter. And so the best part of the story to me was that that made Michelle immediately think of you that that this is something that you would do. But it's actually, do you remember when one of our kids was in preschool? How did this happen? I was on the road and one of her friends ended up coming. Her a mom came over and was in. She, it, she was in a bind. She was Someone, in a bind. and boss was sick and she needed to go to work or something. Yeah, she needed somebody to watch her daughter. And um, the, and, and you did it, which was great by you. But uh, but the, the, well, the, thing the is, funniest I, part was I was on the road. And this is this is not something that would normally be. In your wheelhouse, I mean, you you could survive watching our own kids, but to also throw in a, another child in the mix was pretty great. I think the, the the kid was maybe three or four years old. I can just barely survive watching our own kids, and and in the six weeks that you were pretty much gone or in a studio uh, this spring, I developed a, a fun new habit of uh, evidently grinding my teeth at night, which is why I have this temporomandibular joint. Thing going on, which is just... something you've self-diagnosed on Google. I have. Yes, I have. Please tell me what it's called again. I love when you talk maladies. <laughs> What's it called? We'll, we'll have to have Dr. Gary Siegel <laughs> right. confirm this, but I believe uh, our resident show physician. Yes, yes, yes. We'll I need all of these spelled out for the yes. title. There's too many to keep track of. You'll have to Google it for me, but I think it might be temporomandibular joint disorder. And this came from grinding your teeth because you were home this is too all long with the children. Self-diagnosed, but but. Uh, well, the the best part of this, Denny, we're on, we're on vacation. Well, may, may I just pause oh, and yes. back up for okay. a second? The story you told about Michelle Vopel. Yes. She's Michelle with three E's, right? She's M E and one L, right? I think it's. I think it's two L's. Oh, is it and two L's? L's? I don't, okay. I, but yes, it is me. That. It is Michelle with three E's. And we're sitting here with. with Denny with one N. At some point in the universe, it's all going to come together. There'll be, there'll be, be some be... equilibrium of, yes. of consonants. I just want to say, I've also started to been introduced by family as Denny with one N, which makes it really <laughs> uncomfortable. But See, I like that. Does that make you a little bit embarrassed? No, okay, no, good. no. Just slightly uncomfortable. Right. Well, we were we were on vacation at the Cape, and, uh, and, and Steve said something like, you know, I sleep better up here. My jaw hurts less up here because there's at least good pillows here. He's been complaining about the pillows that we have in our house here in Connecticut for years. Denny, if you needed a pillow, would you know how to purchase yourself a pillow? Yes. You, you would know probably which store to go and to. And this would be a great and... opportunity to appeal to any of the online pillow companies to try to get sponsorships, you know? But yes. how, do, how do you buy a pillow online? How do you not test drive the pillow? I mean, come on. It's it's. It's the ultimate thing that you need to to road test well, before you. After a good two years of you complaining about our pillows. Well, we've had we've had no pillows. We've had wafer thin pillows that that were probably purchased which, in 1964. Which I like. I like the super thin pillow. So since I was not the one who needed, if I needed a pillow, I would have gone out that day and gotten a pillow. But sort of based on principle, I was not going to go out and buy you well, but, a pillow. So it took two years, but, but I finally, I drove finally to this Bed, past Bath, weekend, you went and, to Bed, Bath, and, and Beyond. And you were about 10 minutes behind running some errand, and I had to text you that I was in the bed section of Bed, Bath, 
and beyond. So don't go to the beyond section. Go to the be- great yeah. beyond. I was picking our daughter up from her um her softball practice, but yeah. So you you got a head start, but you 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 thought you found the pillow, but you you know you didn't want to pull the trigger on the pillow until I got there and gave you approval. And uh, I can never think of Bed Bath and Beyond without thinking of the Simpsons gun shop Blood Bath and Beyond, and um, <laughs> with the three barrel margarita mixer. Right, right, exactly, and. So we bought these pillows at Bed Bath & Beyond. And to my disbelief, you arrived with none of the 10,000 20% off cards yeah. that arrive in the mail. I keep these things because they don't, even though yeah. there's an expiration date on them, they, they take right. them whenever. So I've got a bag full of these Bed Bath & Beyond coupons. And I realized I left the I left that bag out at the Cape when we were there for vacation. So I got there. So we, we go through the, the checkout line and then I took it took us an extra 15 minutes because I signed up for whatever program they have that always gives you 20% off your entire order. So we still got our 20% off. And we still have a thousand coupons. <laughs> yes. And one more pillow. So how has your job been better from the, well, from the pillow? Well, the pillow is much better, but I'm not, it may have come too late to alleviate my temporomandibular <laughs> joint disorder. <laughs> I wonder, like, what the there's has to be studies that have been done. At what age do people um, start googling, you know, maladies on a, on a regular basis? Like, when's the last time you Google? May I su- make a su- unsolicited suggestion for Tom, Dick, and Harry that they may work on a song called "Googling Malady," <laughs> and that it be somewhat ballady? Yes, I think you should. <laughs> you know what? I think for the first time in ages, I'm mildly embarrassed. <laughs> I've had this post-it note uh, following me around for a few weeks now because somebody, you've brought it to my attention, somebody I think said on Twitter, but to, what's the Twitter handle? At Ball and Chain Pod. You sort of generally handle those and I handle the, the emails, which is, what is that? That's uh, ballandchainpod at gmail.com. But somebody said, I think on, on Twitter, that um, do people know that eyeglasses come in various sizes? And uh, I, I, I applaud that comment. Why do you applaud that comment? Because I'm wearing eyeglasses that are too small for me. <laughs> so, you, oh, yeah, that's another thing, Danny. That Wait he's, a minute, I've... That's another thing that he's been commenting on for the past year that he needs new eyeglasses. Now, well, I don't even have the proper prescription. My my prescription is about a year out of date. He says that as if once again it's something that I need to remedy. <laughs> and that's also something like pillows that I don't really want to buy over the internet. Right, right. You want to try them on. Okay, so. I'll give you the phone number. You can make yourself an eye doctor appointment. You can get your prescription updated, and then you can get yourself a new pair of may, glasses. May I just say, speaking of eyeglasses, yesterday I'm driving our oldest daughter home from school. I'm driving all the children home from school, but our oldest daughter wears contact hard contact lenses that require a little suction cup thing to get them out in the morning. A little plunger, right. yeah. And she's lost the plunger. And so I called you and said, can you tell me if... Dr. So-and-so's office is open on Monday because I need to get the new uh, contact lens plunger. I didn't tell you why I needed Dr. So-and-so. No, you did. did You did. And and at some point... No, my response was, you said, can I have Dr. So-and-so's phone number because I need to get a a new plunger for our daughter's contact lenses. I said, yes, I can give you that number, but he's the orthodontist. (laughs) And I I would have 
30 right seconds there. later, I would have walked into the orthodontist's office and asked for a plunger for my daughter's contact <laughs> lenses. And they would have said, we're an orthodontist. <laughs> when I was at the final four and you texted me, you know, how long does it cook? To take to cook a frozen quiche. We talked about this on one of the previous podcasts. Holly Rowe was with me and she said, she said, I just feel like you have become, you know, Steve's Google. Why don't you, why doesn't he, can't, why can't he just do this stuff on his own? I said, I, I just don't know, but he, he has a hard time with it. Holly, Holly, if you're out there, I was doing plenty on my own for those three weeks. That's not, that's not, a, please. That's terrible. Can Tom, Dick, and Harry write a song four, about that? Four, four consecutive raised eyebrows across the, across the table from me. Just so people know, I think you said at the start, you're, you're both sitting on the same side. It's like, it's like in Friends or some sitcom where everybody's sitting on the same side of the, of the restaurant booth so that the cameras Have can Have we talked about them. this before, Denny? Like, you know, if you were going to go out on a date, right. would you sit, if you wanted to eat somewhere, would you sit next to or across from someone? Across like, from. Okay, like, because sitting next to somebody is a little bit. if you're at, like, a bar, like, this is a fine dynamic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if, you, if, 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 if it's clearly a right. date, you would not sit on the same yeah. side. Like, not that I would know what those are like, but I get what you're trying to but do. Now, let me ask, ask you this. <laughs> After a double date, which side of the bathtub would you sit on? <laughs> would all four be on the same? Or would it be two bathtubs like that? It depends commercial. how many margaritas I've had. That's true. It would yeah. be. It, it would depends be the... whether the mimosa had a bottom or, or no bottom. <laughs> and it would depend on if he was staying at that hotel at the Detroit airport where the that's true the hot tubs. I get into a lot of trouble there. Was right that's there. okay. <laughs> Since we're talking about dating, many episodes ago we were talking about dating apps because I have friends who have, well, not even. Definitely not friends my age, but some younger people I know, like our former babysitter, who I do consider a very good friend. And you, she was the one showing me the, the dating app. You what? don't know how many friends of yours your age are on dating apps. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, although I don't know if, how many of my friends, I don't think I have any friends my age that are single. I have a couple. So I'll ask you, since you're right in the, I would imagine, that's your wheelhouse, right? The dating app life. I mean. Are you talking to me or Denny? I'm talking to Denny. <laughs> okay. Even after your lonely three weeks, I'm, I'm going to talk to Denny. Right. So. Yeah, that's so talk, in my. So tell me about, you know, how many. Tell the is, fine people since, of St. Petersburg, Florida yes. all about Bumble, Tinder. Yes. And since. You're, I mean, like, you're since, like an explorer who has gone off to a distant <laughs> land and you're coming back with tales. With all this knowledge. Well, I figure I can <laughs> ask him. New creatures we've never heard of. I can ask him anything because he has ultimate control of what makes it on the podcast since he edits it. So. How many dating apps are on your phone right now? Right now, just two. Two. Just two. And like with your friends, what would be the typical amount of dating apps that would be on Maybe phone? five, six. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And are the two that you're on, are they similar to one another? Are they... Comp- one, you actually get to like... One's called Hinge, and that's like a, for people that are quote-unquote serious about it. Serious um, about what? About like, being like, in a relationship? Like, like actually wanting a relationship and not okay. just mess around that one you actually get to like message people but i feel like my snark doesn't travel well via text but that's okay and don't you think denny's stories of being passed out in his lobby and the three-barreled margarita maker (laughs) will will get him a lot of attention on hinge for people who are serious about a long-term i'm gonna get tons of swipe after this podcast in the st petersburg area so so that's a phrase i have not heard before getting 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 a a lot of run right that's why you get tons of swipe swipe. yeah right i'm six men off the bench okay so um so that's hinge so what's right what's the so then the other one's bumble but Bumble gets weird. I've heard about Bumble. Because there's three different areas of the Bumble that okay. you can go to. There's your I want to date one. 
where you swipe on of the gender of your choice. Then there's like a just you can find friends on that, which is fine. And then there's like the business section where like you like it's like LinkedIn. But seriously? Yeah. So there's a dating one, a friend one. Yeah. Like if you're just looking for right, somebody yeah. to hang out yeah. with. And that could even be another guy. Yeah. And then the, it, there's a LinkedIn bumble. <laughs> and then there's, it's called like the biz. It's called the horn. Let's... Do you ever go on the, the biz? Yes, the biz. <laughs> I mean, not really. Now, we... is, is Bumble named for the abominable snow monster in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, who was named Bumble? Yes. Is yeah. it? No. no. He, he, he doesn't know because he's 24. I've seen Rudolph okay. the Red-Nosed Come Beautiful. on. Come on. Well, That's okay. Bumble. Oh, the go big on. white yes. guy. Yeah. Okay. So... The white furry guy, I mean. Okay, so when was the last time you went on a date with someone that you met through one of these apps? You know what's awful about this? Like, my family listens to this, so thank God I get to edit this stuff. Which probably it's won't all going to make it, it out. in. But uh, probably like a month ago. And have you ever had multiple dates with somebody that you met on a dating app? Like, it was it was a no. worthwhile person. No. You never have. Is there I'm a slang more... term for that? What? For the second date on, um, on Bumble, like getting swiped? Yeah, but I don't think it's suitable okay. for our uh, <laughs> sure Minneapolis, yes, right. New York, and St. Petersburg true. crowd. Okay. So what else do what else do I need to know you know about, about just millennial dating that we're all afraid of commitment? We're living vicariously and... through you right now. Well, I mean, and I know it's all it's all going to change, but right. like like if what? Oh, would... so you're trying to get a leg up on your on, on, your, kids. on your kids? I yeah, see that's you. what social media. I see you. When you're a parent, okay. uh, that's what social media becomes. Right. You're trying to at least say know what trouble your kids can get into right. well, with different apps. I would so, recommend with your oldest going into high school, just take away the phones. Right. That's not necessary. Well, she doesn't have, have one yet. Okay. Oh, wow. I know. Pretty good, right? Okay, so so what else? Like, what, what are the... A lot of stuff goes down on Instagram. Right. I mean, not for me, because the last thing I think I posted was was when the Golics came here, so that shows you how frequent I post. But for most people, I mean, there's a song by Yo Gotti, goes down in the DM. Um, <laughs> just figured that would be when people say it goes down in the DM, you know. So just make sure check mm, my kids' DMs. Yeah, and, messages okay. go down back and forth. Make sure. You know what goes down in my DMs? <laughs> Elena Deladon finding out See, my could, kids' names so she can send, send them Most people would books. love that, though. Like, like if most people were DMs as exciting as that, they would not be looking for likes on Instagram. I, but just, on, I just love the fact that we've developed a new segment, News You Can Use. This is... <laughs> We're, we're, all we need now is an I-team investigation uh, to out of our local meatpacking plant to, uh, Somehow this to started fulfill with, my dream of making this the eyewitness news. This started with me asking Denny <laughs> without if, it, pictures. if it would be weird to sit on the same side of the table when he went on a date with a woman. And then it got to, um, what was the term you used in terms of the swipes? It goes down in the DMs. Oh, it goes down in the DMs. And, swipes uh, and DMs, yeah. yeah. That may be the name of the episode. Though I did like topless... Uh, bars and bottomless mimosas a lot better so you never know a, a, a nod to the all-time new york post headline headless body and topless bar <laughs> <laughs> rebecca you have an uber confession while we have denny with one end here i want to ask are the uber confessions a pain because then you have to insert uh tom dick and harry's no song? like if you really want to go inside baseball it's like i'll like take what you just said and then i'll take the end of yours and i'll put it together and i'll just mix it it blends nice I, more, wish, more I wish someone could see the you. video of what Denny was just doing with his arms to show how this all blends together. So, yes, one of the best parts about going to New York City for the WNBA draft was I finally got another Uber Confessions. Uber Confessions. My driver in New York 
we were driving through Midtown Manhattan and he was talking to me and he said, uh, he said, oh, I used to work down that street. I think it was around 40th. We were on the west side. And um, he, he has been in the United States for a lot of years, but he came here from Jamaica. And he was telling me, I used to work here on 40th Street. He said, I lived in Queens, and sometimes it would take me forever to get home. Did he live in Jamaica, Queens? <laughs> I don't know. He's I can't believe I didn't ask him that. He's from Jamaica and moved to Jamaica. You didn't ask him that. For, for the purpose of the story, yes. Oh, yes, of how course How is that he not did. the first thing you asked? I Go don't on. know, because my brain doesn't work like yours. And uh, anyway, he was talking about uh, one day he told his wife he was leaving his his job at like 5 o'clock, and he said, I'll be home at 7. She said, you'll be home at 7, and, you know two hours and he said you know how the the traffic is in new york so he ended up it took him that long to get to get back to queens and uh, he didn't get there till seven and so he said when he when he walked in the door his wife just said to him we're moving to connecticut and as he was telling me this story he said i told her i am the man you can just if you, i wish i could do a jamaican accent but i can't he said that would be awful don't you? Yeah, i know i'm not gonna even try he said i am the man i am the man i am in control i make decisions i am the head and he said my wife said to me, you say you are the head? Well, I am the neck. I turn the head. And he said, three weeks later, we moved to Connecticut. So <laughs> this was all unsolicited. It just as we're driving past 40th Street and he started getting into the story. So they have lived in Connecticut, I don't know, for the past 15 or 20 years or so. But uh, as I was, am the neck. I turn the head. I loved as that. As he was saying, I am the man. I am the man. I am the man. Did you have to interrupt him to say you need to get on the West Side Highway? <laughs> <laughs> No, his his directions uh, and driving were impeccable. The irony of that is that, that that's also the lyrics that it goes down in the DM. Yeah, I, I am the head, yes. I am the neck. <laughs> and and uh, just to preempt our friend Sam Farmer from, from texting me tomorrow, could you pronounce Midtown Manhattan again, please? Oh, Midtown Manhattan. Manhattan. Manhattan, yes. I know. But New Britain, Mitten, the, the New whole Britain. New Britain thing. So if any person is at home who has not heard the song it goes down in the dm it's um, not it's not it's it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not something they should listen we're to we're not in recommending the car. it i'm no, just no. saying you're just for, saying if, if their kid is in as the a car touchstone seat, for the culture yeah don't 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 listen to it in the car if your child's right, in exactly. their car seat right. okay and we're not going to pay the clearance to have him play us out with uh, with that today <laughs> no shall we get into viewer mail i think we should get into viewer mail you want to kick it off i will this is from Rachel. She sent it to Twitter, which once again is Ball and Chain Pod. She said, what? Not your sister, Rachel. Not my sister, Who was Rachel. our guest last week, our no. third person in the booth. This is a non-sibling, non-relation. How do you microwave a White Castle cheeseburger? Open the package, look at the grossness of the whole idea, and promptly throw away. That is, that, mm. I, I, will, I will not tolerate that. On this podcast, have you? You're you're of the age where you should be eating White Castles. I mean, no? like I don't anymore because my body can't handle it. But once, when I was a very little kid, we were flying to Huntsville, Alabama, and they served White Castle on the airplane. Oh my as, goodness! <laughs> How do where there, what, that, what, is, that what tells airline you was this, and, and when can know. I book a flight on it? That tells you everything this, you need to know. This was, was like Northwest Airlines, which is ironically because we we were going south. But they served it, and the flight attendants were at, thrilled until they had to deal with the uh, cleanup on aisle nine. Yeah, I, I love that that Denny, even as a young boy, recognized the fun of being on Northwest Airlines and flying south. Well yeah. done. Well, think of Southwest Airlines, for example. If they only flew Southwest, how would There'd that be work? A problem. Yeah, they'd run out of planes because they couldn't return. No, they just have to circumnavigate the globe. No, 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 because once they've circumnavigated the globe, oh, I guess. They no, could just no keep going. once they've kept going, they'd be flying north at some point. 
I suppose so. It's like getting on Alaska Airlines and going to Hawaii. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Here, I'm going to go out with another one. That somebody um, sent this again, was at Twitter, said, I'm catching up on the podcast. Quote, there are so many looks at the gym t- due to my LOLs. So are we a good gym podcast? What what makes a good gym podcast? Do you go to the gym, Denny? I, I, I do go to the gym. I pay too much for the gym in New York. And, but, uh, do you um, listen to podcasts no, when you're working I, out? Straight music. Right, because yeah. if you're doing cardio, I would think you would be listening to music, something right. to pump you up. I used to run to music, and and then I stopped running to music, continuing to run. But uh, if a song was slow, you'd, I'd find my pace slowing down. If a song was fast, I'd find myself speeding up. And, and to give you a sense of when this was, when I was running in Central Park a lot, uh, living in New York, the song that, that was playing every third song and um, would cause me to speed up was... Uh, Mambo number five. <laughs> well, that's the beauty now. You can. Uh, there are apps where you put in the time, the mile time that you're trying to run, the pace you're trying to keep, and it plays the music that will that will yeah, coincide with that. But I was actually, it made me think. So just slow ballads. Yes, right. <laughs> well, it made me think. I can't think of the last time I went to. I, I worked out in a gym. It's been years because now you and I like to run. We went for a run today, but I also will do workouts in the basement, like you know, workout videos or streaming or whatever, because I don't have time anymore to get to the gym, whatever. But I honestly, it's been quite a few years since probably, I went to a gym. Probably when we were living in New York, yeah, uh, going to the same gym. And uh, the, uh, did we tell this on the podcast? The morning after you were traded from the New York yes, Liberty to the Reebok, Regis, See, Denny say. is our podcast memory. Well, we this... have, have to have this institutional memory because my memory, my memory, <laughs> short term and long term, is completely. Well, short, this is the beauty, which of is it. why I go into orthodontists asking for contact lens <laughs> when, um, implements. When I was in New York for the draft, the night before the draft, it was one took the subway to the Upper West Side. Holly Rowe has an apartment in New York City, and she had a, a little dinner party, and it had, there was a handful of people there including this young woman who's in her, she's 24 just like you actually Denny and she used to belong to the Equinox gym and she was saying how like I guess it's a high-end gym mm-hmm. and to the point and I just found this unbelievably absurd she said there are people who walk around and hand you towels so if you're just finishing up on the bench press or whatever somebody walks by and hand you a towel so you can wipe your brow or wipe down the machine whatever it is but my favorite part of the story was she just got fed up with Equinox and instead joined a Planet Fitness. But she said her first time at the Planet Fitness, she was working out or something. A guy walked by, and he was holding a towel, and she grabbed his towel <laughs> and like started wiping off her forehead and then remembered, I'm not at Equinox anymore. And I had to say to him, I'm so, so sorry. You weren't walking by to hand me that towel, were you? So, uh, so yeah, so that's and, and how then, gyms then, have changed. And, and those two have been dating for two years, right? Now, right? right? <laughs> yes. Because uh, without stories like that, the only how we met story from now on will be, I got swiped on Bumble. Right. We're speaking of that, though, we we got a lot of nice email or some nice email. Uh, happy anniversary, kids! Right? It's Andy M, not the accountant. So we had our fifteenth anniversary last week. You were in New York. I, you were in a New York at a, at a dinner party in Manhattan. I was home nuking no, I, microwave the, the, uh, White Castles. No, but, our no, no, actual that's anniversary the was the night of the draft. I was at right, Nike right, headquarters okay, okay, at announcing Nike headquarters, uh, in, draftees' in, in, in names. Hair and makeup. And um, all of which is by me, way of me saying, just as we every mid-April file for a six-month extension on our taxes, we also file for a six-month extension on our anniversary. We will celebrate it at some point, but it's never going to be on our anniversary. 
Well, first of all, I have to tell our accountant, yes, once again, can we file for the for the extension because I'm the one who gathers all of the information to send to the accountant for our taxes, uh, as, as I'm sure you could have sussed that, anyone listening. But this, this year, it was April 15th was on a Sunday, and it was the night, that night, I emailed our accountant and said, uh, um, I forgot to get in touch with you sooner. Can we still file for the extension? <laughs> and he said, I'll get it done tomorrow morning. So, oops. I, once a year in mid-April, you call the accountant and he asks, are you still filing jointly? Which <laughs> which is the signal to me that we're still Whether or not we're going to celebrate our anniversary I'm that on a year. series of one-year contracts. <laughs> we're re-upping me for a year. And then you take care of the tax question, other tax questions as well. All right, here, uh, this is a tw uh, tweet from Greg. Would you do Celebrity Jeopardy again? I was on Celebrity Jeopardy twice in the last, I don't know, 15 years. Who would win in a trivia showdown between you and Steve? So first of all, absolutely, if I was invited on, I would do Celebrity Jeopardy again. Who would win in a trivia showdown between you and Steve? Well, that's easy. If it was anything that, any inf trivia that didn't matter at all, you would win hands down. In fact, when you were losing to Neil Patrick Harris on the last go-round of Celebrity Jeopardy, uh, the final Jeopardy question, which nobody got, was in this such-and-such such dialect, um, this, these are the words for life goes on. And, and even though you had taped this two months earlier, I was sitting in front of the TV yelling, Obladi, oblada, obladi, oblada, and as all three of you wore blank expressions, uh, I knew that. Um, and if I had gotten that right, I would have won. won. I would have won a, a, like fifty grand for the, for our charity, for a charity. Which was more nerve wracking for you, watching your past games or watching your Jeopardy performance? Probably watching my Jeopardy performance. I was worried about it until they sent me. Um, previous celebrity mm -hmm. jeopardy and you saw how sort of dumbed down the questions right. were still not dumb enough for me to be able to succeed but what i also remember i don't i don't know which child it was but i remember i was pregnant not super pregnant but in the early stages of pregnancy but enough where this i was wearing a suit at the time and not a dress it was really tight on my tummy and b feeling sort of semi-nauseous the whole time taping that because I was trying to fit into a suit that didn't fit me anymore because I was however many weeks pregnant. And so. wasn't Alex Trebek's uh, daughter a basketball player? I believe so. But see, that's the kind of thing that, that you remember. Was okay. this in Stash Trebek or Clean Shaven Trebek? My first appearance may have been Stash Trebek, but this most recent one was Clean Shaven Trebek. Did we mentioned it, didn't we, that, that your father, the mustachioed man, is, is no longer stash. Yes. Also also a Denny. He's but been Denny with two ends. Demustachioed? Demustachioed. Denny with two ends, lost his mustache. Denny with one end, therefore, must grow must a stash. Must grow one. To, to okay. get, we need equilibrium in That's the world. That's a deal between me and God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I've got one. Maybe, maybe just a flan mustache then. <laughs> this, this is the one I like. We got a ton of feedback about, um, about chargers and, and you stealing my charger and not charging your device with your own charger. And this is from Patrick. He said, I've been a Steve Russian fan for decades. I couldn't be more appalled by his charger management system. Your charger management system. Making me rethink everything I've ever believed. Can we set up a GoFundMe to get Steve a few chargers? He doesn't realize it has nothing to do with not being able to afford the chargers. It has to do with getting off of your tush and going to the store and replacing them. And I'm sorry, Denny, you wanted to say something. Yeah, I, I just think that viewer mail is an incredible resource uh, for just giving us a number of ideas for a bunch of side hustles that can be found <laughs> on the inevitable ballandchainpodcast.com. 
All right, we like it. Oh yeah, we gotta get a website set yeah. up. That's this is this is what Denny is bringing us. All That's these brainstorming ideas, all these side hustles. Denny the side is our hustle side to hustle. your side hustle. We need to come up with a ball and chain dating app. <laughs> <laughs> no pictures, just text. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> and you're not allowed to use anything. It has to be proper grammar. There's no there's DMs. No, there's yes, no swipes. There's nothing. We mentioned last week, I think, or in previous week, uh, about listeners Michael and Michelle. Uh, we mentioned them last week. Michael writes that Michelle asked if we are now famous. I tempered her enthusiasm by saying, I don't think so, but it certainly be, beats being infamous. Now, this is from Michael and Michelle, and this led a discussion about couples who have similar names. Right. Well, our next viewer mail is from uh, Matthew, who writes, um, I just wanted to share that I'm a retired middle school math teacher, and one of the many things I did with Aplomb was teach seventh graders to solve algebraic word problems. A favorite test question on that topic was... Michael and Michelle made many muffins. Michael made 12 less than three times the number of muffins than Michelle. I think Matthew means Michael made 12 fewer than three times the number of muffins than Michelle. Together, Michael and Michelle made 36 muffins. How many muffins did Michael make? How many muffins did Michelle make? My favorite part of this was you took this email and tossed it to me and said, I can't figure this out. I and, couldn't. But, but, but when he sent it to me, look at this, Denny. He corrected the grammar <laughs> of the math problem couldn't do the math and then i sat down and did the math out and came up with the right answer and you said that's not right absolutely it's right i did the right math and I, his his instinct on a on a math word problem was to correct the i grammar. would like to ask a math teacher if i corrected the grammar on the math on the math word problem would but didn't get, get the right? math correct would i at least get points for that wait so matt is a math teacher you said plums he teaches math no student. a plum a plum a p l o m b oh. <laughs> okay. he teaches math with with a plum Right. That's what I thought you said. I you was like, what? that is a very that makes unique me th- that math makes strategy. Me think, and this didn't come no, up. That clearly makes, he teaches it with muffins, but that not makes with me think, plums. That makes me think, muffins and plums. That makes me think, yesterday just I heard John Stewart, John with an H, not John without the H, not John Stewart of The Daily Show, but John Stewart, the 70s singer, uh, his classic song, I didn't know Gold. there was a John Stewart with an H that was a 70s You also didn't singer. know England uh, uh, and John Ford Cole, and you, got, you just got roasted for that. I did know that should. song, though. I just didn't you know You know that. other songs of theirs as well, okay. and, and I have to. I have to. Who it's roasted my fault. me? Your Twitter replies? Boom, roasted, yes. Okay. Um, and, and, um, but yesterday I posted a lyric from the song Gold. My buddy Jim Bass, he's a working pump and gas, and he makes two fifty for an hour. He's got rhythm in his hands as he's tapping on the cans, sings rock and roll in the shower. And people replied, more than two people replied, that they always thought it was, and he makes two fifty four an hour, $2.54 an hour, rather than he makes two fifty for an hour. Well, Either way, he's getting short change for the work he does. But I just thought that was interesting. Then he thought this math, first of all, Matt, the math teacher, your dad, Dennis, the son of a dentist, but Denny thought he was teaching math with a plum, plum right? and not with a plum. Well, I'm going to take a picture of this math problem. I'll have to get rid of the person, Matt, who sent the email. I will get rid of his email address. But I'm going I'm to take a picture of this and post this on our Twitter feed so people can see how you changed the grammar and I, I did the seventh grade algebra. Dr. Gary Siegel, our, our staff physician, writes in from, from Atlanta, He's, we were talking about bumper stickers last week. He saw this on a minivan's window. He took the photo. I would love to tweet it, but I don't know how to crop out the license plate. Uh, the bumper sticker on oh, this. Oh, I've got an app. I can well, do that. It, it, the bumper sticker on this uh, car window in Georgia on a, on a minivan is, I used to be cool. 
And you talk about not feeling embarrassment. One thing I certainly don't feel any embarrassment or self-conscious about is is the um, driving a minivan. I wouldn't change it. In or fact, when, when our kids have, cool. have left the nest, I will still buy minivans and drive them around because I like the, the doors that pop open like you're a, you're the warden at a prison. And have you pew. told that story to any about the first time we went and test drove the minivan? I don't, I don't believe so. Okay, so Steve and I, we were mo- it was when we were pregnant with we, when I was pregnant <laughs> with our third, and we could no longer drive just a regular SUV. We needed to get a minivan, and we Steve and I went without the children to the Honda dealership to test drive the Odyssey. And we got in the car and the, the car dealer, the car salesman said, so do you have kids? And Steve's response was, no, we just really want a minivan. <laughs> like, and, but, but what a great name for a vehicle, the Odyssey. I mean, it gives you these visions, Homer, not Homer Simpson, but Homer right. going on, on a great adventure. There'll be a, a war involved. Not They'll Homer, come back. Tommy Heinsohn. <laughs> <laughs> not Homer Tommy Heinsohn, not Homer Simpson, but but a Homeric epic of drive. I mean, you end up just driving to and from basketball, but but it, it fills me with hope that someday we're going to go on a great adventure in the in the Honda Odyssey. And right now we're kind of playing a game of chicken because while I was gone at the Final Four, the service light, not the service light came on, but the, the light came on that we needed to change the oil. And it's been a week and a half. And how long... Will we play this game of chicken before I take it in to get the oil changed? Will you even consider taking the car in, or should I just go ahead and do it? I'll take the car in to have its oil changed, but I'll be at the orthodontist, and they'll ask me what the hell I'm doing there. <laughs> You'll be at the orthodontist, right, getting the eye plunger and the uh, and that. This this could be my favorite tweet we got this past week. is from Sheila. She said, I just listened to this week's podcast, and no, it's not okay to unplug. Also, as a licensed licensed psychotherapist, I love listening to you two discuss issues. She puts discuss in quotes. You have good communication skills and keep it real. So now, this is good. Our, our seal of approval from a licensed psychotherapist. Denny is looking at it like Denny. Hey, no, this no. Is, Denny, this, Denny is. Did you see how you're doing totally what Tony Soprano back? and his wife could never do? Not have to pay for therapy and still reap the rewards. That's it's genius. <laughs> Which rewards are we reaping again? I, I forget. But right. Denny, <laughs> Denny, I should add, is an unlicensed psychotherapist in New Jersey. That's true. Uh, giving giving free free advice at flea list, markets. Since you're the first person who listens to the podcast every week, do you ever listen and get uncomfortable for us? About some of the things I'm that we're like, talking oh, about. I'm like, oh, like maybe I should take this out. But there's two things that really just sometimes the conversation escalates as as one does. <laughs> and the other one is the past few weeks, and I'll probably edit this part out. There's been a major action. There's been so much lip smacking. It's been unbelievable. Really? It's been a lip smacking no, no, leave, podcast. Leave that in there because I think people. Would be but but like the people haven't heard the lip smacking because you've taken the yeah, lip smacking out because ah. I yeah I'm a lip smacker remover. Wow, <laughs> it must be Rebecca. I don't smack my lips. I didn't think I smacked my lips either. Is it like a tisk tisk? There's a little bit of that, but it's more like. Really? Gosh, I'm making like, myself crazy. Like actual, actual, the actual sound of lip smacking. Yeah, but it just it's primarily when you're reading. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's, that's well, I'm, interesting I'm going to, know. to I'm going to read right. now and see if I and smack don't, my yeah, lips. Yeah, don't smack your lips. Uh, this is from Nick. Nick writes, Steve, being the Midwest boy like myself, I grew up in the cornfields of North northern Illinois. You remember the Midwest band Ario Speedwagon? Of course I do. From Champaign, I, Illinois. I remember them as well. 
well, how, how, who could who forget Who doesn't, that? right? Everybody remembers Ario Speedwagon, and they're still active, as far as I know. They had the best album name and cover that I remember while I was in high school. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Of course, my oldest brother, Jim, had You Can Tune a Piano, But You Can't Tune a Fish. I mentioned it in Stingray Afternoons. It had a great cover with a fish kind of being hooked by a, a uh, tuning fork. I miss the cover art and the liner notes that the band would put in the album. By the way, learn how to replace your air filters. Golak's too busy to stop by and do yours. But it got me thinking just now of great album titles. Everybody knows the great album covers. Some of the times they coincide. Super Tramp, Breakfast in America. Great title, Breakfast in America, and a great cover with the waitress as Statue of Liberty. Um, Bad Out of Hell, just from the 70s. Meat Loaf's Bad Out of Hell. I'm thinking uh, you can jump in at any time with your with your great album titles and and when i was playing just before we went on the air ladies and gentlemen we are floating in space by spiritualized sometime in the 90s i'm sorry i don't i can't picture oh. I, I know all of these titles i can't picture you, you, any of the you album don't have covers. to p- picture the album covers. we're talking about great titles we're not p- talking about great album okay. covers well well funkadelic one nation under a groove i mean is that a great Album title? Can you come up with any album oh, titles? Outcast album from like 2003 that was with like hey 16 ya. syllables. Yeah. Yeah. What was the name of that album? It was started it with a, like, like a SP and it just kept going on. I've got one last tweet. Should I read it? If you like. Okay. This is from Gail. I'm, now I'm thinking Oprah's about Gale? not smacking my lips. <laughs> no, it it's Gale? it's with an A I L, uh, not an A Y L. We don't know that it's not Oprah's Gale. <laughs> it could, I've seen her picture. It's not Oprah's Gale, but we can pretend it's Oprah's Gale. Um, and we also have one from Stedman. No, so this is from Gale. Is it Oprah Stedman? <laughs> my roommate in college was Cassandra and went by Cass. She was engaged to a guy whose last name was Traitor. She ended up no, not marrying him because he was cheating on her. On. Good thing, or she would be cast traitor. Now, do we believe that? Like, has it gotten to the I, point where... starting to get fake mail. Yes. I, I very much want to believe that. Is it? I mean, do you think that this I, is an actual... I, I think it's, Gail has sent us tweets before, and they were all all seemed on the up and up, so... I, I thought, like, she was going to say her name's Cassandra, and people in the women's locker room were like, can't stand you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gail's last name is Forrest, and she married a guy named Wind and hyphenated. <laughs> oh, good heavens. <laughs> uh, hola, writes Nora. Um, I'm Nora, and I love your podcast. I was going through my ninth grade Spanish textbook. I assume she's teaching in, she's in ninth grade? ninth grade. I think she's teaching. but And I saw Rebecca Lobo on two of the pages. Did you know that you were in the textbook? I attached two pages so you can see it. I thought it was super cool, and I hope you enjoy it. Have a wonderful day. And indeed, here are two pages from her Spanish textbook in which you appear as un jugadora profesional. Yes, that's me. I have seen, I'm, I knew that I was in... You can confirm that that is you. I can confirm that's me. I knew I was in a middle school Spanish book because it was the Spanish book that was used in our kids' uh, middle school for a few years, but I did not know I was in this ninth grade one, which is a different book based on the picture. So, yes, and it, does it say in there how my Spanish-speaking grandfather is the one who taught my sister how to curse in Spanish? <laughs> it, it because if to. not, it should. Well, um, I'm also in... in several textbooks most of them medical textbooks with a black strip across my eyes talking about your late can you diagnose this latest malady and what's what's your most of of it is 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 in dental textbooks for a temporal mandibular (laughs) joint you want that to be the title of this episode so badly i don't even know if that's a thing or if that's if i'm if i'm saying that correctly but i'm sure uh, a dentist will will let us know um just a couple of others here um our friend maggie in seattle 
uh, sends a lovely email about being at our wedding 15 years ago last week. And, and um, the night before the wedding was the series finale of the NBC series, Ed. One of and my she, favorite shows at the time. Was, I loved she, it. She was recording it on her VCR. This was 2003. And, uh, and didn't get to see it the night before our wedding, but was seated at the table of the star of the show, Tom Cavanaugh at our wedding and uh, and asked him how the series finale, not the se- season ended, but the series finale, how it ended, and he refused to tell her because she hadn't seen it and he wanted to en- her to enjoy it uh, on her own, ran into him at Fenway Park the next day and uh, sent, a, sent a picture of the two, but my favorites are the, the PSs uh, that she added. Rebecca, you talking about writing a fan letter to the Dukes of Hazard also reminded me of my fan letter to the A-Team, and yes, I got a response with a gloss, glossy photo included. Do you know who the star was of the A-Team, Denny? Mr. T. Hawkeye was Mash, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But still, well yeah. done. That's pretty yeah, yeah. good. P-P-P-S, I'm friends with a couple named Sean, S-E-A-N, and Sean, S-H-W-N, and we used to call them He-Sean and She-Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember... Uh, until a few years ago, we had neighbors, Robbie and Andy, and it would both it would take us back a second when you'd see them to be like, all right, wait a minute, which one is Robbie and which one is Andy? And Andy was the the woman and Robbie was the man, no, right? No, no, Wasn't no. Was the other no, way no, no. around? Robbie was short for Roberta. Oh, gosh darn it. And Andy was short for Andy. <laughs> see, that's why. So Every that gives time me we hope. saw them. That gives me hope for when I eventually marry Demi Lovato, Denny and Demi. It's there gonna be you a go. Great, it's going to drive people crazy. But, you know, Demi with one you've M. You've spoken yeah, it into the universe. Yeah, exactly. Now so it's going to happen. So just put it out in the apple and make it happen. Put or it you on could the bumble. Marry, you could marry Halsey and, and anagrammatize your name. And, and also, he's bad at love. <laughs> Which I believe is Halsey's big hit. She may have more than that, but I'm showing my uh, my ignorance here. Uh, two quick viewer mails that I just have to dispense with rather than email them back. Uh, our friend Dennis in Minneapolis uh, writes and asks me to tell, because the Masters were last week or the week before, can I please tell the story of when I covered the Masters? I covered it a few times, but this time um, uh, was the first time I heard the origin of the phrase junk in the trunk and i will have to tell uh dennis that i will tell him that in person the next time i'm in minneapolis because uh i'm not sure <laughs> i'm not You're sure i'm not gonna tell that one over well, the uh, i don't know if, i'm not sure podcast. if if, if uh, my dad uh, who figures into the story would be pleased i'll have to find out and uh, and, uh, and also from minneapolis uh from bloomington from just near southbrook uh, my little brother john's friend eric writes that um, among other things he actually attended Marquette University, Denny's and my alma mater, based on Steve's mom's recommendation that I consider Marquette when I couldn't afford to attend Notre Dame, which leads me to believe that's why I attended Marquette. If my mom was, if she never recommended Notre Dame. Now, my little brother John did go to Notre Dame, but he went there on a, on a hockey scholarship. I don't know. Uh, Do you think with your high school grades, you could have gotten into Notre Dame? No, I, uh, if I got into Marquette, I certainly could have gotten in anywhere. I could have gotten into Harvard. What are you saying? So, I'm saying you, your, your grades did not reflect your acumen. And I believe that in high school, you were a bit of an underachiever when it came I, to your, your I, scholastics. I studied math with a plum when I was <laughs> in high school. But anyway, Eric made a family trip. We talked about family car rides and having to go to the bathroom and, and the torture that parents put their kids through when they when they have to go to, and dads who want to make time. Well, this was an interesting twist. Eric was on a family trip, and they stopped at a local gas station in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, which had a deal, a penny per ounce pop. So Eric's 
two sisters and mom took the conservative approach with the 24-ounce cup. Eric's younger brother kept his eyes on the prize and came out with the 56-ounce cup in hand. 56 ounces for 56 cents. Can you say recipe for disaster? Indeed, it was a disaster. And um, as punishment, the little brother had to end up having to wash and clean out the car for his poor decision and small bladder. I just like that dads will, will, would rather have you pee in the car than stop when we're trying to make good time on our, on our way to wherever it is that we're going. That sounds like you as well. And finally, I love this final viewer mail. Do we need we have viewer mail as ball and chain pod at gmail and the Twitter is ball and ball and chain pod at ball and chain pod. Okay, this is from uh, well I won't say who it's from. It's listen I listen weekly from Western Mass. About ten years ago, I sold my 1964 VW Converta Beetle, my VW Converta Beetle to the owners of Instant Karma. Wonder if it's still around. Now, last week we did the podcast from Cape Cod. And I think she's probably asking if the 64 VW Converta Beetle is still around because Instant Karma is very much still around. And in fact, we went there last week. It's a great store in Orleans. In Orleans. It's a record store. Vinyl sells uh, posters. In fact, I got a, uh, a Jaws poster that my 13-year-old, our 13-year-old criticized the grammar of. Um, we talked about that we last week. That week. Okay. So she's, she grew up in Litchfield and uh, there was candle pin bowling in Torrington, Connecticut. The odd thing about it was in the upstairs of the building, we went there off in high school. Okay. Uh, my husband seems challenged when plugging in devices and steals my cords on a regular basis. I put nail polish on the top side so he can plug it in the correct way on the first try. I mean, talk about And I assume we're talking about, women... I, I assume we're talking about a USB cable. <laughs> think about what women go through to help their incompetent husbands. She puts nail polish on the top of the charger so that he can... Put it in correctly the first time. You're, you're a sad, sad lot, you men. <laughs> she signs her lovely email, bugmom64, parentheses. I meant this as a noun, but my children seem to treat it as a verb. I love that. Do have we have any else? other any other business that we need to take care of well, before, should, we, before we delve into he's here? The, the only reason to sustain this podcast over a series of weeks, months, possibly even years, is to find out why Denny with one N only has one N. He is Dennis with two Ns, but he's Denny with one N. I'm glad that this is turning into our Who Shot JR. How about that? <laughs> it is. That's a good throwback. What would be the what, the kind of updated equivalent mm. of that? Denny, what year were you born? 1993. Okay, so way, I believe 12 yeah. years, 12 yeah. or 13 years before My mom was, was a who, big fan. who Shot JR. Yeah. Okay. But I applaud that you know things that happened before you were born. Because when people say to me, well, that happened before I was born, how am I supposed to know that? I mean, you don't know about World War II, for instance. It's it's kind of a stupid response. Okay. No, <laughs> no Denny. Yeah. Denny. Dennis with two N's, mm-hmm. Denny with one. Mm. I think it's time to let all of our listeners, especially those in St. Pete, know why that is. So it all goes back to Ireland. Says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. 
Six of us and the family pet live in the cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and ambiguous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.